And we're back. Welcome to Power Moves, episode 185. I'm your host. It's your little baby brother, Mike Brido Bridenstine. And joining me all the way from Sag Nasty, woo, Michigan, it's your boy, the creator of Dad Boner on Twitter, the best man in my wedding, Michael Burns, everybody. It's your boy. <laughs> it's your boy. This is I, nice. This, this is, is an NW, NWO takeover of the show. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I yeah. thought it was like a fun, fun um, little compromise. If you listen to the you listen to the pregame, you'll hear, you know, background. But it's fun that Bride was hosting. Burns has the saddies, and he has understandable saddies. But I will tell I you, I don't know if I have the saddies. I have more of the anxieties. <laughs> Okay, fine. Yeah, it's it's the sidecar to the depression motorcycle is right. The side right. right. And I wanted to I was not going to do a show this week, but this will still drop on Friday for a very special reason, Brida. Why don't you tell him about it? Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening to what I'm about to tell you. Mike Burns insisted that we do the show today because my second album, it's called Hustle. It drops Friday the 16th, which is tomorrow as we, we record. I recorded it at the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago. Mike Burns was there throughout the weekend. One of the greatest weekends of my life. Uh, if you have it, if you have the, the if you have $9.99, please pre-order it or order it whenever you listen to this. I will appreciate forever and ever. <laughs> Thank you. It was fun. It, it's very fun. Thank you. Very fun. Thank you, Burns. I watched it twice. Yeah, he did. He he watched. I gave it you a nice promo on Monday Night Beers today. Oh, please subscribe you. to Monday Night Beers. Thank I gave you. you. I closed the show with a nice big nice promo. Thank you. And then in the middle of the show, where someone asked about how about things that you say out loud that are something you didn't make up or that's not common vernacular for slang, and one of them was. Jesse Pop's joke of "Give me that breath." I'm talking about um, <laughs> it's uh, like Henry Ford or something, and they saved they saved his last breath in the jar. And you do this joke, they're like, "You gotta get that breath. You gotta get that breath." <laughs> and then the other one was, "When you're doing it the wrong way, you gotta do it the white way," <laughs> which is on your new record. That is something I scream in my closer. Yes, uh, yeah. I do it all the time when I like wash dishes, and I'm like. I should clean up the little soap drip or like around the grout area or something. And then I'd get all done and I'm like, no, you do it the wrong way. You got to do it the white way. And then I clean the rest. <laughs> well, that is a mentally challenged kid who it turns out isn't mentally challenged. I was told that he was, and then he wasn't in the joke. That is. Yeah. It's totally fine to make fun of him. He's just an idiot. He's just a guy. Yeah. And he turned out to be an idiot too. He's a big Trump guy now, so... I don't want to say that everyone who likes Trump is an idiot, but... Some of them are billionaires. They just want tax. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, this guy is like a real wild card type person who... He's one of those guys that pops up in your... Probably, if you have Facebook, he oh, pops up yeah. in there and he's like, yeah. I don't want to see what this guy has to say. He goes to school board meetings and... He just doesn't want Satanists uh, pedophiling uh, the kids is what he doesn't want. And, and who can blame him? Who wants satanic pedophiles around the kids? You know what I mean? 
I don't know. Maybe you got banged by a coach on your baseball team or something. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an awful, it's all the story. And you'll hear the story on the record, but it's awfully peculiar that this kid was just <laughs> an adored uh, assistant coach of a high school well, baseball his, team. <laughs> his brother was on the team. I left out some details also because my mom was like, don't, don't say his real name. And my mom was there. So I did the joke trying a different name the first you were there for this right like yeah oh yeah oh my god and it was i went in and out of remembering to call the kid a, a different name and then not and then like victoria my wife is like extra dying laughing because i'm telling it wrong and everything it was it was uh we took the take two on that one it was so like when i i, I felt I had uh, nothing but excitement to watch this recording because I didn't have to perform really. So I did the little, we did, did a, the, we did the live show. There. Yeah. 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 You did. But the, like on my birthday, I was good dipping outside during your set, ripping, taking bat hits. Like I was smoked up and drunk and I was laughing my guts out. It's like, this is, this is what it's like when you don't have to do the stand-up. This is really nice. I see why other people really enjoy this. It was, I was pretty fucking nervous for that whole thing. I will say, cause like, you know, I, but I, I wore shout out to not sponsored shout out to Crocs. You can't feel nervous or too serious when you're wearing these goddamn Croc shoes. I wore yeah. them for the, I don't wear Crocs in my real life but I wore them for both nights of recording it because it's like, they're just like big, dumb, comfortable clown shoes. White, white ones. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. if you see them, you do notice them. And so it's like, you can't feel like I must do a good job. or I must take this seriously. When you're wearing these big, big, dumb white people, clown shoes. <laughs> I get that. They're hip. Like I understand high they're school. Cool. Kids they're cool. And yeah. At my gym, all that. of the cool looking people are wearing them. I see them occasionally, but I live in a small place, so that's not like totally takeover yet. So you showed up in these, and I was like, "Look, <laughs> I left Los Angeles for two years, and this is what you're doing. You're yeah. wearing these pieces of shit, these awful shoes, and you're like, what? Like you act like it was totally normal. Like I don't know, man. It's it's every cool kid at my gym is wearing these. Right, right." They don't let they don't allow them at Planet Planet Fatness. Wow. Planet Fatness, there's a big sign in the middle of the, says no of crocs. the establishment. Yeah, no crocs. See motherfuckers are like fall, they fall off or and they drop weights on them. You're like, you gotta wear regular shoes. Man. I'm wondering do people don't squat barefoot or in socks there or no? I don't know, man. It's different at Planet Fatness. Oh, okay. it's, <laughs> you want flat you want as flat as possible when you squat and stuff so even a lot of flat you know definitely a lot of like nike blazers and and chucks and bands but i don't know if the the cool crocs thing will happen in michigan because the the other connotation of crocs like the so fat can't get shoes on to, to ride the rascal around Mario walmart Mattel. Yeah, that doesn't happen here as much. So there's no like red state. Not that Michigan's a red state, but it's, there's no like um, shitty like connotation to the Crocs that that exists in other places. 
Right. Yeah. No, I I, I uh, had to consult with somebody the other day about like, should I get these? And it's across the board. No one is no one's supporting this. But I had this good <laughs> idea. I want I wanted like the taupe open back Birkenstock clogs. Okay. Because I'm like, you know, like here, like that's a nice just slip on slide. Like, toes are cool. exposed. Yeah some stocks with a with a thick wool sock and like a patagonia and like you know my hat and some gold jewelries i'm like i did my clogs, head like, the classic the the in my like the the Bur- the hippie 90s birkenstock shoe yeah okay yeah but you know yeah for me and you know i'm like it's cool because i wear it it's cool because i say it's cool and that shit don't fly around here you know what i think is cool <laughs> being yourself you know i know I know. Get socks that look like Cosby sweaters. Slide those Burks right on there. Okay. Well, say I showed stu- them Say to... stuff like, that's like, whatever, dude. Say stuff like that. I, sh- <laughs> I, I was talking I was talking to the smoke show babe that I like, and, and I sent her a picture of him. Yeah. And she's like really on the fence. And I'm like, the only <laughs> we- reason, I, I'm not wearing these if it's like, you know, gonna gonna like really just take the air out of the room, but the pro. But I, but I, I was like, yeah, you're right. These are these are lame. I'm not gonna wear these. And I had and I had to really lean into that because I made a big mistake, Brido. <laughs> What'd you do? There's this guy at the bar I go to named Russ, and Russ is um. Russ likes to get it on with dudes in a, a very um like he's he's not discriminating. Russ likes to Russ wants to get it in with as many dudes as and he works at a furniture store and he's like fifty five somehow, but he has like the dark, uh, just for men hair and beard. This is the plot of Salem's Lot by Stephen King. <laughs> and he's a black, a real blackout drunk guy. And one night we're sitting there at the bar, and Russ, um, he's like you want to see a picture of my butthole and I, it really come. It was not like a big, long conversation. It's just like, we I don't know how we're Russ talking about back the home. I've read yeah, it. I'm with my buddy snowman and his wife, Courtney. And there's Russ is sitting there and he's like talking about his butthole being waxed. And you know me, I'm not afraid of anything. So he's like, yeah, I got pictures of my butthole. You, like, you want to see him? Like, yeah fucking show up to the to the table and uh, let me see those he's like we'll send them to you so he sends me a picture of his waxed butthole <laughs> and then he sends me he's talking sends about some it. guys sent it yeah I, I had him send it to me i'm like man up send it send me text me the photo i'm sitting across the thing i'm like i don't want to come over there and look at your phone russ send it to me and then he sends me like he's talking about some guy's dick that's all sweet that he gets it on with. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm game for whatever. Send send me the dick and the butthole. I don't care. Gay for whatever. So he said, well, he sends me those. And then the next day, mm-hmm. not the next day, it's later. I'm talking to this Tell chick. me that I've changed since since moving. I'm talking to this chick and I, I'm like a little tuned up. I'm like a bottle of Pinot Noir and a half and some weed gummies deep. And we're talking late night, like we we usually do. And and I and I'm going to send her like a pic of like it was like my senior picture or something stupid. And I'm I'm tuned, and I accidentally send her the butthole pic. 
this is so bad and this isn't this is like a new babe so like it's not like a laugh off situation you know like do you know how bad it is to send like a chick that you haven't like been open with physically and to send her like a random dick pic you know like how bad that is in today's society in our heyday you could do that but now like you can't so in her head i sent her just a random picture of my my not mine but my waxed butthole and now um things have taken (laughs) things have taken a real downturn because a hate crime because (laughs) i how am i to explain in a believable way like oh well see what happened was there's this guy named russ and i made him send me a picture of his butthole Cause it was waxed and um, like, I wanted this. I wanted this. It was like something I wanted to be sent to me. And then <laughs> so she doesn't listen to this show. So, but I'm on real fucking thin ice right now. <laughs> I am. I am. I have, I have dug a hole and I'm just burying like a gif, you know, of some guy burying. Like I am so, I don't know how to uh, fix this because there's just, I can't like have anyone like reach out and be like, yeah, dude, Russ, I know Russ and he would do that. And like, it's not good. So well, I don't know. I'm trying well, to fix this right now. I'm in a real tailspin and she's just, not happy. She's yeah. very, very unhappy with me, <laughs> which at a previous situation where uh, everything was, going swimmingly and now apparently i'm well, drowning so well there's only i don't want to talk about this there's only one upset. solution to this and that's you have to find the guy whose butthole it is and you have to bring him and you have to have be like no look, look. <laughs> i know and then you have to have him drop his uh pants it's not bend it's not it over possible and it's be like, not possible <laughs> like do a, do a, find a different thing i would be so pumped i would be so pumped if uh, I had her in town and ran into Russ and be like, oh, see, it's Russ. It's, it's like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. It's upsetting. There's how much, uh, was there a lot of wear and tear on that uh, picture that you should uh, Yeah, I don't know. It may or may not be semi-gaped. I don't, it's just, it was waxed and bleached though. It's just, but it was like a bad butt and came <laughs> off like I offended my own. But why would I have this on my phone? It's not like cool. Why do you have a believable? I can't explain my way out of this. It's terrible. Nor will she ever listen to this. She may be, if she listened to this, she might be like, oh yeah, I understand your side of the story. No. So everybody needs to to clip this and send it to, and her first and last name. (laughs) Just clip this and at, what's her at? Mom, mom. (laughs) Because my, my hat. Uh, yeah. Everyone, send your butthole pics to Mike Burns at. If I if I if I can get past this, she is a keeper. Oh <laughs> if I can talk my way out of this, I can talk my way out of anything. No. It's very true, though. This you, is terrible. You could you could show her your butthole and be like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't want anyone to see my butthole. No, but I, mean, I don't want. That. You could be like, no, see, no gape. I. No There's a lot of no gape, skinnier, much skinnier. No gape, no girth. I never thin. understood that. No I'm gape, not, I'm... it's thin. No gape, no gape, no gape. That's my guarantee. 
real tight. <laughs> hey, new chick, no gape. You can check. <laughs> check my gape. I never understood. Check my gape, like, toots. I don't want anyone fiddling around back there with my stink hole. I don't want any of that. Check my gape. <laughs> Slim. My stink motor. My stink motor is Slim. my business. Slim pickings back there, toots. We have we have friends. We have friends who want their their stinker tittled diddled with. They we have oh, this. Plenty. I'm not going to name names. Plenty. We, we have friends who are very into getting their their. I don't want anyone back there. That's my business. That's my business. You gotta send her. You gotta send her a pic of what years just all no. dingleberried up. No, it's not dingle buried up. You know I'm a hairless creature. Oh, Everything's no, no, you I am a clean up. man. There's no there's no problems oops. going on. It's oops, just... all berries. <laughs> oops, all balloon knots. <laughs> oops, all gape. <laughs> oops, all gapes. Gape nuts. <laughs> gape nuts. Favorite cereal, gape nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this picture look like dinkleberries? <laughs> Are you a messy eater? Because it looks like you're going, ooh. <laughs> honey, sadly, Honey Nut Cheerios just is like, uh, you don't even need to <laughs> add on <laughs> That's a big Cheerio. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, like, you know, like, <laughs> Novelty size <laughs> fruit poops. <laughs> this looks like a messy eater. <laughs> is all, all? Why did you stick is, your lips through the laundry lint and go ooh? It's all cereal, just butthole euphemisms. I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, fruit poops, gape nuts. Um, <laughs> what are those ones? Fruity the, pebbles. The, like, yeah, pooty pooty pebbles. Yeah, they're all butthole related. <laughs> Maybe it's very possible. Um, I can't. Think Apple of cracks. Apple. That's good. Wow, you're better at this than me. I'm really failing. Name a cereal, <laughs> and I'll put some stank on it. If you know what I mean. Uh, tricks. Uh, what is that one? Uh, Dicks. Uh, it doesn't work. No, this is the opposite. Either way, you got to show her. You got to show her no. what yours looks like, or find no. the guy. I don't want anyone to see my butthole. You're my butthole right. is my business. No, you got to show her. To, you could be like, this no, this fixes. <laughs> no. no. I think that's probably no. sexual assault. But if you're like, please. <laughs> please look at please That's what happened to me. Just That's what happened to me. That's what happens to guys. You know, they get something done to them and then they... Uh, Put it on other people. It didn't happen to me. You gotta see it now, too. You must believe me. Look at <laughs> Look at my game nut. I'm just picturing a guy being like, no baby, please. Being like, no, no. <laughs> pointing at his ass oh, this... cheeks and being like, no game. This is this is one of the stupidest things I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but it'd be dumber if you sent your own terrible, I'm assuming, asshole. You know. I don't know why it looked it looked like the same picture. Like, you know, when you look go through your phone and you're trying to find a pic and like you can't 
you can't find it, but it just like the way it's cropped into a square looks different. <sighs> Not good. Anywho, so that's what's going on with me. <laughs> so I, the same thing happened to me, except no, I. <laughs> Set your wife. <laughs> She's like, uh... <laughs> she knows where you've been. That's the thing. I'm not in the same town as her, so like you could get away with this. Could be like, baby, you've obviously been around me all the time for all the. I'm not out, but then like I'm like, what would some happen if I man. sent a butthole pic to my wife? I don't think that she was find out. I'll send it to Vicky. Is that cool? Can I send this pic to Vicky? I think my phone would automatically break. They'd be like, "Mm." (laughs) Vicky. I don't think that. Just two seconds later, just on my door is just, it's Vicky fucking outside going to kill me. What the fuck is this, Mike? (laughs) (laughs) Well, me and Brado were trying to explain something on the pod, and Brado said it was cool to send you this. Butthole. The pick is me being like, oh shit, it's video. <laughs> it's, it's one of those where you get like two, three seconds of like moving it around before the picture. So you see me right. next, you see the fingies pulling it. <laughs> you see the fingies moving like, st- oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. No one wants this in their headphones as they drive to work. Okay. Uh, this is what it is. If you listen to this show, this is what happens. <laughs> I can't do anything about it. What do you want us to talk about? Like the we didn't go to the office today. Like we're blue collar guys. This is what we talk about buttholes. And like last episode was like forty seven minutes of uh, of a uh, pino so, euphemisms. <laughs> probably more people asked, <laughs> commented things about Smooth Neck magazine than anything that I've ever done. You work really hard on jokes and bits, and then you just do this dumb riff about smooth neck uh, peanut <laughs> actors. Smooth neck magazine. And so people were saying, like, you need what's one for the ladies? And I, our first venture. Like a butthole mag? No, it's for ladies. It's uh, or yeah. It features uh, photos of ladies. Oh. It's called Kolsch. Kolsch? I don't know, man. I kind of like just the dude angle. Okay, fine. Dude angle. Gape nuts? Like a nut? That could be our butthole publication. Oh, we need a gay version of Gape Nuts. Type of the week. Every cut, the cover is like a grape nuts box, but then, you know, it's just bang. And then you got the black bar in the baggie. Like when you get it home, it's it's on the cover, but in the store, in the liquor store, it's got the black bar over the stinker. <laughs> We're never getting real jobs, Brido. This give is me the uh, give me the black bar over the stinker. No, the <laughs> the new one, the new one. A copy of Gri- Gape Nuts, please. And uh, yeah. and sideways, Paul Giamatti goes, "Give me barely legal," and then he reaches for it. And he goes, "No, the new one." <laughs> and he's a high school teacher. Sideways. Have you? I watched that recently. Ooh. I haven't watched it in a long time. I love that movie, though. I still have the DVD. I didn't realize that it takes place in, like, places I've been. Like, Solvang and, like... <laughs> right, yeah. Like, that's where um, uh, Neverland Ranch was. Right. Like, right around in that area. They Sideways takes place in the same part of California where Neverland I ha- Ranch I have, I have gone there and, like, did the full wine tasting. It's fun. 
When you went to Vince and George's wedding, wasn't that around there or past it? No, that was at uh, Madonna Inn. But where is Madonna Inn? I don't know, man. It's around there somewhere. Because that's, I was at Neverland Ranch when I got a phone call from my commercial agent being like, turn around, you're in, you are in these Intel commercials. I thought I was going to make a billion dollars because like Jim Parsons was in it. And then they were internet, uh-huh. only, they were internet only. Yeah. I'm guessing Jim Parsons got a, uh, got a $500,000 check on the side and then they passed the savings along to you. <laughs> He's like, where do you live? And I said, Silver Lake. And he goes, oh, I'm in Los Feliz. And I was like, I bet it's Bazinga. <laughs> no, I don't watch you, that show. I don't know who says Bazinga. If, if you live in in California or anywhere around there and you've never been to Madonna Inn, do I've, never, I've, I've never been. What? No. What? No, I gave what? you. I paid for your room, though. It really worked out for me, yeah. You pay. You had a room, and you got. I bought. So you, I booked a room. Yeah, we were going to the wedding, and then I booked a Intel like campaign. And she's like, "Get the fuck back to Los Angeles. This is a lot of money." And then I, yeah, I I was doing a bad job in the audition, and the casting person took me aside, and she told me I was fucking this up. This was going to be a huge commercial, and so I was like, "Oh, I, you know." And then I booked yeah. it, and then I and then it was internet only. Yeah, must, they must so, not yeah. have liked me. I had a room, I think, and you called me and like, just take my room; it's free. Like, yeah. And I was gonna, I would have given you some money, but I didn't have a lot. And you apparently booked some big Intel thing with the, <laughs> yeah. the Zynga guy. Yeah, I was I like, yeah, I was gonna be rolling. Yeah, man. dude, I'll take, I'll take this, I'll take this for free. And then, so we go to the wedding, we come back. And then uh, comedian, funny guy named Greg Barris, he sleeps on the on the like the bench. Like there's a bench to tie your shoes on. That's where he sleeps. Really? And then I'm there with I'm there with um, B Dubs Brooks Whelan huh. in the bed, and um, Brooks Whelan brings a girl home from the wedding, and I'm sleeping in that bed. So me and this babe and Brooks sleep in the same bed, and I don't know what kind of funny business they did, but I just rolled over and slept there oh with poor Greg Barris on, on the fucking bench. All, the, all of us are in this room. Yeah. That's some yeah. that's some college shit. Like, that's... Oh, right. That's wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what type of messed up you'd have to be to be like, yeah, I'll hook up with you while this dude with this banged up butthole is just right here. I mean, me and you have stayed in hotel rooms where there's like two beds and you're in the other bed and I've got a babe over. And <laughs> there, like, was me and you a, there was a situation I'm thinking time. I'm thinking about. Where a pretty, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> a pretty famous person. And I just walked in the room. I go, I'm so sorry. I just... I'm so drunk. I need to go. To, I won't even. You won't even know. You won't even know I'm here. Of course, drunk Brido is nobody that that shuts his mouth or like plays it cool. It says, "Hey guys." That's not how I remember it. That's not. I remember a lot of yeah, coming over like hey, <laughs> pointing at your pointing at your dick and be like, "You guys using this?" Or <laughs> that was that's the last time I've done like a like a drug. I think like a that was drugs? like drug drug. No, I did uh, ecstasy that night. Holy shit! Yeah, which is terrible for me. 
but it boy, oh, I was really man. flying high. I was on X. You know what? I saw a lot of people because you know if you do, I, I, I've never done it honestly, but they call it what Suicide Monday because like yes. two days late. Then I saw one of our friends at an audition, and I was talking to, to him about Suicide Monday, and he goes, "Oh, that explains a lot." <laughs> And I go, why? Right. And he's like, because on Monday, I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll kill myself. Like, yeah, he felt like that what, depressed about it. That's what. That's exactly what it feels like. And that's why I do not touch the stuff. Oh, my God. I would never do that. Hot and booze, please. Everything else. No, thank you. That's a no, car you. that you've driven. Did Were you drinking when you did your first album? Yes. I had. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Right. So you probably put down some pops before you recorded of course and i had a pint glass of jack and diet on stage with me which i finished right. and then i this one of my fondest memories that i have is saying thank you good night and walking off stage and victoria handing me another pint glass of jack and diet to be like mm. just to be like good job sounds good i wish something went I mean, the, adrenaline, <laughs> <laughs> the adrenaline was too high for me to be like noticeably, I don't sound drunk on the thing. I don't think I always no. have performed kind of like, you know, I'm five beers in because that's when I was convinced I was funniest. Oh yeah. I mean, there's no, there was no limit for like light beer that I could drink before I said, I could do as much as you want and yeah. 12 Bud Lights. No problem. Sure. No, not sure, even. Sure, sure. I was better with a, 12 pack in me that's bad that's not like <laughs> well yeah you just you don't ever get like i don't know if you could could you black out drinking like light i beers? have buddies i have buddies like real carl if you listen to the show real carl only drinks um like natural light and uh, yeah. like bullshit beers like and he gets tuned and maybe you know maybe tokes down a little dope but yeah it's like Sometimes some I of think, these boys, um, some of these boys, I think maybe it's just because they're like dads or something. They yeah, get drunk yeah. on light beer. It's absurd. But there's also, <laughs> like, there's also a, a psychosomatic effect to it. Like I, that's, I think maybe. that's the term. When I had um, non-alcoholic beers for the first time um, since when I quit, a friend of mine came over during the pandemic and he's like, I brought you some non-alcoholic beers. I take it tasted like a IPA, like a regular IPA, and I felt buzzed. I felt I like I legitimately felt like I was drunk after yeah. it was like two of them. And I think it was because my brain is like, no, these make you drunk, and these make you like, you know. I I think it was just my the experience of being drunk like that is what made me, f I knew that I wasn't, but it was psychosomatic. Right. If that's the right term, don't at me and tell me I'm saying it wrong. Everybody. <laughs> it makes sense. <clears throat> I mean, sometimes I just like, I drink a LaCroix because it feels like booze. Interesting. Sometimes I'll just drink a, little... a white claw just cause like it makes me think it's a LaCroix. You can't have those. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Almost That'd six, almost six years. No booze. So funny. You fell off the wagon because you drank a black cherry white claw and then oh, immediately shit. you're immediately cut to your mugshot. <laughs> this soda pop is really delicious. Oh my god, sending chicks my butthole. And <laughs> that was Brado. Brado fell off the wagon. 
He sent me that butthole. It was not me. When he fell off, his phone clicked uh, the photos in his, <laughs> and it was in his back pocket, and he's got a hole in his, it's Brown's butthole. You, you, you he, gotta believe me. He, he farved butthole me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, terrible. That has to be terrible. a thing, though, because, again, lots of people are into butt stuff. There's got to be, like, people who send butthole pics, like... Whether well, you're guy, gay, straight, yeah, or whatever, that guy sent it to Russ or whatever you said. Well, he sent Russ sent yeah, the, Russ sent it to the guy because he Russ wanted his butthole pleasure. So okay, all right. But they're like again, yeah, I know I know people that are like straight dudes who are big into their own butthole stuff, and like I understand like a dick pic, like look at this, look at these boobs or whatever else, but. I don't, uh, that has to be a thing. It has to be a thing. I can't be wrong on this. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm out of the, I'm out of the game. I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. I don't know what. Oh, hey, man. Check out my butthole. Oh, so cool. <laughs> no one's ever sent me a butthole pic, nor do I want them to. If you have my number, don't send. We'll block. Send. Send it to me. I'll send it to Brido. Oh, my God. Stato voce, real under the table. Ain't nobody got to know. What does that mean? You said it on a hunk this week, and I was like, I don't know what that means. Oh, it's um, it's a script thing. Yeah, that's, it's that's when, what I thought. Softly. It's when you lean over. It'd be like it'd be like this if I was like, so Brad, I don't tell anyone that I'm gonna send a pic of your bottle. Okay, okay. That's Stato voce. Yeah, S O T T O. I don't know. I could be so completely mispronouncing it. I just, means, I use it. It means wispies. But I always like it. I like the so. <laughs> it means wispies. Secrets. Oh. Sato voce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody gets to know. <laughs> this just between me, you, and Sato voce. Send you this kolsch. Ooh, send you this Kolsch Sato Voce. Kolsch is so good. I don't even know where how that started. I don't know. We drank a lot then. <laughs> yeah. You thought Kolsch beer sounded like, what is what is it? Is it the top of the butt hole? Mm-mm. That's the back of the vagina. Oh, the back. Yeah, it's all the way in the back. And if hypothetically, in the scenario, the camera angle is so perfectly goes into it that you can see the back of it. That was like a medical office thing. <laughs> it's like an impossible. But, yeah, angle. I understand in your in this scenario. Yeah, it's you can I see. I was trying to think of the grossest the thing, the not grossest, but like the most explicit thing that I could. And it's like just to no, show no, it is just to show it is. Not explicit enough. What would be the most, the back of it? Yeah, it's absurd. It's absurd. Right. It's just but it's absurd comedy from one one person <laughs> to another. It'd be like, okay, so just to give a disclaimer, if you'd been in porno for 20 years and <laughs> and then somebody said to you, would you like to have uh, um, missionary sex this evening? You'd be like, I've seen so much shit that I you have to do bizarre things <laughs> to my body in order for me to find any pleasure in this whatsoever. And so I've done comedy for 20 years, and so is Burns, and so we have to say filth to each other, and that is what's happening. 
This is you said the future employer thing, and I got really freaked out about. It. <laughs> Look at that Kolsch. So, um, Mr. Bridenstein says, "Yeah, you. What is this Kolsch thing that you're into?" <laughs> I would. <laughs> Funny you should. We have a transcript of your show. This one, um, you're saying no gape. You must believe me. Um, <laughs> care to explain this? <laughs> Oh, no, we're so screwed. So screwed. There's too much of this out there. There's like a lot. There's a lot of hours of this. You have to delete all of them. Man, there's a lot of people out there doing pornos. They got stuff out there. They seem fine. That's true. They're just working at banks being like. Right. They just don't have to do anything because. Man, we just got we got to get in the cold butthole game, Brido. This is a, not a money making <laughs> thing that we got going on. I mean, people have brought that up. I mean, I guess uh, Mike Holmes works with a guy that makes eight thousand dollars. Used to work with a guy that makes like real money showing showing his bod on on various websites, and it's just long like- time ago. A long time ago, a younger man named Mike Burns considered like making some J.O. vids or something with a mask on. I was, I was, I needed the money, man. I needed some cash. I mean, I think that that was like a fairly common thing. Like when, when we were doing, when we were doing, um, <laughs> hunk, there'd be like female comedians on and I'd be like anything to plug. And they'd be like my only fans account. And I would just be like, that's just out there. That's yeah. just out there as a thing. Now we, no one's blushing we, about it. Got to make that money. Sec- we live in a more sexually free society. There's no judgments on there. I guess not. <laughs> Jail vids. What are we doing? Remember the McDonald's commercial that they started targeting at African Americans and be like, Calvin, what's up with the J-O-B? So right. then I would say in this version, it's just me and you. And then I'd go, Burns, what's up with the J-O-Vs? <laughs> Going good, Mr. B. Uh, good to hear, young buck. <laughs> Burns just on a stoop, stroking it out with his phone. <laughs> oh, fucking Lucha Libre mask on. <laughs> oh, that, I thought you meant like a COVID mask. Okay, yeah, like. No, 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 no. That was always like a Richard Nixon stealing a bank mask. (laughs) Problem is now it'd be like, it's a Saginaw tattoo. That's the same Saginaw tattoo on his chest. (laughs) We know. Well, sure. We know you have this. (laughs) Well, sure. We know who you are. Yeah. Which, which um, was much cooler when I didn't live here. Now it's like, this is where I live. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now it's terrible. Yeah, now now it's like this is where I live. So if I pass out, drag me home and uh, take me to here, to this city, and I'll figure it out. You have to get a cool tattoo if you're from Michigan. Like it has to say like Paul. <laughs> Paul, Kid Rock. Yeah. No one knows what he. Why does he even have that? What's his that? cousin or something? People always a think st- it was his real name. But his real name is Bob. I tried to watch. Um, Bill Maher has a podcast where he smokes weed with some people or yeah, whatever. I, I'm aware of it. There's like a two or three hour Kid Rock episode that God. I was like, oh, this has got to be kind of fun. 
Like I want to see like in an intimate situation what he's like. And boy, it was on. It was so uncomfortable. It I, was so bad. YouTube will show me like Bill Maher gets into fight with Bill Burr, and I watched like a clip of like two three minutes of them having just like a basic conversation. And Bill Maher was so irritating in this small clip that I was just like, I I couldn't imagine a scenario where mm-hmm. I watched his where I watched him smoke weed and talk about how smart he is with whatever like. That's what it was. That's what it was. And it was not, it was not pleasurable. Oh, just, uh, I I almost get cringy just thinking about it. I used to like him and I don't know if I changed or if he got like, I'm not, see, he's always been like, I'm not like he had a show called politically correct, but now it's like, he's an old rich guy. And so it's like, right. So you suck. I mean, like I'm an old rich guy as well <laughs> uh-huh yeah doing well <laughs> doing i mean i got a I mean, you're hosting this show right now yeah i mean i'm a guest host of this yeah yeah but i kick you like 40 bucks on venmo after this you never know please do please do <laughs> mike dash bridenstine find me on venmo if if you don't if you just want to stream my album i'll take your uh like a couple bucks what, what you know yeah, listen to it for free. When I said I was I rich, I was projecting bucks. into the future, like uh, like the mm-hmm. secret. Yeah, Bill, do you like Bill Maher? Um, I, well, I like to watch his his um, monologue, but the rest of the show is still a little dragging. I don't. The problem is, is that I don't mind the roundtable. I like the monologue because I like to see takes on political stuff. Like mm. I like. No matter who it's from, I like to see what someone's angle is, but I hate the interview, like, like one-on-one thing he does right afterwards. It's yeah. always dragging and like boring. I went so. to a taping. Oh, wow. Yeah. Vaderat writes for them and gave me tickets. He still writes for them. But this was pre-COVID, but I went, me and, me and Victoria went to a taping and we're second row. We're like the back of my head's on the camera for a lot of the show. Yeah, because it's a small audience, right? Yeah, it's um, oh, so like maybe slightly bigger than like UCB Franklin's. What is that? 200, 300 people? Yeah, well, now I just the recent deep. ones I've it's watched, deep. it's the recent ones I've watched are like it's all set up almost like um, cabaret style. So it's, <laughs> I think he has Tables? like 25% okay. of the audience. Yeah, they just left whatever the COVID spacing was. Interesting. So, Mm -hmm. but I I was up close watching him do the monologue and it's very interesting because nobody does stand up in that style anymore. He's up there like Johnny Carson doing like, it feels like old fashioned. Like you're watching something that like you never, I don't, I've seen a lot of stand up, like probably more than 99% of people like, sure. And I've never in my life seen a motherfucker get up there and do that style. It just struck me on TV. It seemed normal, I guess, or like it's, it's so old fashioned that it's like kind of just ingrained in the culture, but in real life, you never see somebody doing monologue jokes with that level of like, this is a normal thing that we're all doing. They usually kind of tongue in cheek or they play it up. No one's like, so you see, you see this thing. Like they don't do that. No one does observational anymore and nobody does like monologue style standup anymore. Right. What they do is they say, ladies and gentlemen, the richest man in the world. And then they have Elon Musk come out. That's the new thing. 
<laughs> it's right. taking over California. Yeah. Does you invite billionaires to get booed off the stage? Unbelievable. What a douche. I don't fucking like him. <laughs> Musk? I can't. I can't. I can't. You think that guy's cool to hang out with? I like I like people that that I think I could drink a beer with. And that's kind of how I judge people and have a nice conversation with. I don't think it'd be interesting. I think it'd just be awful. I just know that when I was in middle school, if I would have shown up in guest jeans and Air Jordans, everybody would have wanted to kick my ass. Like, mm-hmm. So it's like, you know that he went to some school where every kid was rich and no one was like the richest guy ever and he's like that's a good thing right with his arms out like right applaud applaud that well like a bunch of rubies fall out of his pocket all (laughs) like oh sorry he is maybe the most uncool person i can think of right all his fucking money is from slave labor yeah jewel mines well he said jewel just not admirable Plus, he's like Tesla's worth like a zillion dollars, and it's like for what? As soon as like Ford, like a real car company, starts making those, they're not gonna like aren't. If someone's like, "Here's Ford's a real car versus this fucking toy that breaks all the time and explodes," I don't like them. That's the thing. Like, I su- I understand some people are like fanatics. I drive in them. Like, this is just I don't know. I'd rather just have a Camaro or something if I have the cash. <laughs> <laughs> a cool car. Not fucking cool. But if uh, they made like an electronic car, which they sh- like, it's good that he made it kind of cool because before that it was like Prius was the big like electronic kind of car. Right. It was like gasoline, half like they're hybrid and they suck and they're the Toyotas. But this one's like goes fast and it's got ludicrous mode and it, the car dances and it's they're not cool. They don't. No one looks at a Tesla like, wow, what a fucking sweet ride. Cool. Have you noticed that they started to make every car look that kind of half SUV, half sedan shape? Right, right. Like every single one of them is shaped like that for some fucking reason. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. He's probably got real forward thinking on design and shit. But you pull up in a nice Silverado and I'm like, oh, man, that's fucking sweet. Pull up in a Tesla, like, oh, neat. Fucking um, has emojis on your on your dashboard cool yeah real fucking cool you can play tic-tac-toe while you drive great yeah i'm all for self-driving cars i because i think people are so bad at driving in los angeles that like i just want them i just want a robot to take over their car that way you can have not gone to driver's ed like i'm assuming 20 to 30 percent of the population here did not go to driver's education if you smell what the rock is cooking so they're bad at driving, plus all the people who are too important to, they're on their cell phone. Oh, it's just garbage drivers everywhere. I think a lot of it's the weed. It's that oh, everyone's right. stoned yeah. all the time. People just like smoke weed all day because they could just buy it anywhere. People are all stupid. Man, like, that is, comedy audiences are stoned now in, in places where it's legal. And that's not good. Yeah, they're all just, hey, man, yeah. <laughs> you, do you remember, like, L.A., they used to have shows that were like, okay, so everybody smokes weed and does a set. Right. Now, now that's I did, what every show is. I smoked weed before a show at Cabin in New York once. That's the only time I've done that before, I, I think, before I've done stand-up. 
and I sat on the stool with my baseball hat like this. He's got pulled and just hours. mumbled out my set like just I hope please give me the lights. <laughs> I don't like being stoned just in life. I love, it, but I like it at home when it's when it's nighttime. Let's do some power tube. Let's do some power tube. Burns, what are you watching this week? How do you do this part? I I already said it, but I I finished Shaq and he's very funny. He it's it's I I I thought it would drag and I would be uh I I thought like you, I was I kind of put it to the wayside for a minute. And then I didn't have anything to watch. I was like, oh sweet. And do you watch the learn tongue? Go ahead. Sorry. Learned a ton, ton of stuff about Shaq and Kobe and stuff that a Midwestern guy didn't delve into that super deep. So, can I play devil's advocate? There's too many Lakers documentaries. I think that every fucking streaming oh, yeah. service was like, oh, cool. People like The Last Dance. Let's all right. do Lakers shows. Yeah, they looked up like, what's the biggest basketball team of all time in popularity's sake? Oh, it's this one in the biggest fucking city in the biggest state. This has the most numbers. That So, boom. Magic let's keep Johnson, making it. Shaq, uh, the 75-part Hulu series on the bus children. Yeah, I know so much about the Lakers now that I... <laughs> right. Just insane. Winning time, not a documentary, but still, like... That one that's just about the bus kids eat a dick. I wanted to like that yeah. so much. And it's just like, I don't want to see your Joe dirt ass kids fucking in every shot. Being like, <laughs> dad, dad gave me this roller derby team to fucking. And I fucked it up because I'm a fucking Joe dirt ass <laughs> rich kids dipshit son. Derpy, right. derpy, derp, derp. Yeah. I'm the Chuck's hot got, one. No one believed him. If grades, grades weren't, uh. We're in a problem when daddy cuts a check. I guarantee you. He has one son that's just like, I got Harley race tattoos on my floor. <laughs> yeah. That one, that one kid is, he's, all... he's like a, he's like a Joe dirt character. Why are all of your kids fucking crystal meth ass Joe dirt motherfuckers? Aren't you I mean, the richest guy in Los Angeles? Like, aren't you some math billionaire? Right, but I think he looked. He's a real dirtbag psycho. So, <laughs> you ever seen in the Karate Kid the guy who's like the announcer for the All Valley Tournament? This is such a specific reference. Yeah, with the mustache. There's yeah. like this guy that's dressed as like a total cowboy, who's like the val. He's like Danny Larusso is gonna fight. The mustache guy is the referee, but the, so this guy is like a straight up like shirt unbuttoned every now and then like in pro wrestling the wrestler they'd be like get out here and show your face and then they'd be in their street clothes the pro wrestlers in the 80s were always dressed like this the announcer from the all valley tournament and jerry bus and my theory is that all of those types of people had joe dirt ass meth head kids and they all <laughs> they all ran daddy's like big wheel race league that didn't work out or like all all valley tournament there isn't anything more white trash than the all valley karate tournament and everyone got hoodwinked and you have and you to your credit you have a nice consummate uh, karate kid jokes but you're correct that is just 
it's just nothing more scummy and rat taily than a karate tournament in a small in valley town. in the fucking valley. Yeah, that is. So that is at UC. Oh, what is it? Uh, North Northridge. Yeah, whatever. Like uh, CSUN. Uh, CSUN. Uh, California State. Whatever the fuck. CSUN. That's where like Sean Green went to the to the school where they held the. Uh, their auditorium at the All Valley Karate Tournament in the movie. And it's like it's like five miles from where I live now. Yeah. Yeah. We know. We know what it would look like. Or the karate there was like karate kids in this in my town when I was a kid. There was like a dojo, you know? Just yeah. like just like yeah. Cobra Kai or whatever. You had, they all you wore had the Cobra same- Kai's? They all wore the yeah, they all wore the same jackets. They weren't Cobra Kai's, but they were I forget what they're called. Same satin jackets. They like all had like the long hair in the back, like mullets or like. That's so exciting. And they ran like a gang, but they Whoa. had parties, Whoa. like because one of their parents owned the dojo, so this is there'd so be exciting. like rocking ass parties at the in the karate studio with like <laughs> kegs and shit. Really? And they always got busted by cops. Yeah, the cops would always showed up to these things. Wow. That is so exciting. And you didn't want to get in a fight with them because no. like they fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. And we've seen, I mean, they ride around on motorcycles and they say stuff yeah. like. I don't want to be put in a body bag. Like, no, don't do that to no. me. Like sweeping your leg and stuff. And right. Like, I'm just putting up my dukes like yeah. my dad taught me in the garage. I'm not like, <laughs> not dropping any spin kicks on gotta, anyone. Gotta be careful at like. Halloween, they're all dressed up like skeletons and they all kick your ass in some field in Reseda. Yeah. No good. Yeah. Yeah. Not that's that's scary. I wouldn't like that. That would oh, be bad. 1980s karate gangs. No. No one's worried about getting sued then. Like now I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do anything too bad because but then it was like you just broke someone's neck and you're like, Yeah, he was lipping off, and then no one talks about it. Anymore. So the guy who announces it. He's wearing like sky blue Wranglers. He's wearing a button down that's like one button is button and it's below his belt. And he's got a belt buckle on and he's like cowboy guy, but in California. And he's like chest hairs coming out and he's like barrel chested. So you've got to picture John C. Riley as Jerry Buss in winning time. You got to picture mm. this guy oh. and then like. I don't know, Dory Funk coming out to be like, you, you, you take that back. Oh, y'all, these people are with me. Like that gives that sort of shitty 80s, like non WWF promo. Listen to power moves, lots of butthole talk and uh, deep funk family references. <laughs> it's it's for everyone. Everyone gets this. Terry Funk, Dory Funk Jr. Sometimes we called him Hoss Funk. You guys like, you guys like '80s references. This is the, on, the come type on. of '80s guy I'm talking about. T Funk's in Roadhouse. Come on, everyone. Come on, you know this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah, it, great. It's, what, it's, what, it's did what, is, what did you watch? What did you watch this week? Really enjoying the Murdochs. If that is, I didn't realize how close it was to Succession. It is just Succession. Mm. It's a docu- yeah, that- it's like a CNN docu series, and it's like right. It's the thing that I hate about Succession. I love Succession, but I, but every show is, who's it going to be? Shiv? Who's it going to be? Roman? 
fuck off. Like that's the whole fucking show. That's every week. It's like uh, I like how I Entourage was like, guys, it's gonna be okay, and then it and then it was. Every yeah, week. I, it's like I, I find myself more and more leaving a show when I feel like I saw what I think it should have ended at. Ah, uh, yeah. Like Homeland was Homeland was the first one. Homeland's like the first experience I have where I'm like, okay, we're done here, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. quit making this shit. Well Dexter, Dexter season one, and then I tried season two, and I was like, this should have ended. I didn't watch the new Dexter, but like no, old I mean, uh, Dexter. I'm talking old Dexter. Yeah, OG I Dexter. Like, I think I watched like four seasons of that. Because people are like, you got to get to the Lithgow season, and I was like, I hate season two so much. I don't know if I can get to Lithgow. Yeah, and then what's the uh, other other succession show? Billions. When Bobby, Billions, when Bobby Axelrod is off the show. After Bobby leaves, I I was like, Bobby was the show. Like, Bobby's the Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Bobby's like gone, gone forever, right? Yes, and now I mean it's it was half Bobby show, half Giamatti show. Chuck. Sure, but Bobby left. It's like. It's Seinfeld, but Kramer's not on. It'd still be pretty good, but no, I. Yeah, no, I, no Bobby. I want Bob. I want. I gotta see Bobby flying flying in in a in a helicopter. To go to the Dio concert with a leather jacket on or something. I still want to do that thing that you were talking about, where you go through and you dissect the references. That sounds like a lot of fun, because it's. Yeah, also- I love. That I, I did pitch to you that as a like a podcast. I think that was sellable, but I think billions is kind of the ship's kind of sailed. I think we missed the hot market. I've listened to podcasts that were just people who were rewatching Thursday Thunder from WCW. Sure. This is true. But no, dissecting every last little reference in billions is that's, that's an easy fun. show. Yeah. It's one episode. It's they say this line. Oh, this is from he's this wearing, song, from uh, this album. Yeah, he's wearing, like they're tighter than Van Halen in '79. Like or, or like he's wearing a rainbow T-shirt or like. Right. So so then you go from that reference to the same bullshit conversations we have. Like yes. Okay, but this album came out and yes. then this and then Van Halen was good. Then blah 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 blah. That's fucking 10, 15 minutes. There's so much late '70s and early '80s WWF references too. Like. Right. I mean, you're watching somebody eat Ordelon and then he references Nikolai Volkov while it fucking happens. Like, that shows insanity. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the shit that it's for us. Like, me and you wrote on a TV show and be peppered with all kinds of stuff like that. Like That's the, why I always loved it. The Taylor, the, the one non-binary person, is like, I need to get something for... Uh, Mafi and then she or they get uh, Mafi a signed copy of the Hell in a Cell by like yeah. Undertaker and Mick Foley. I'm like Jesus Christ, right? No, show is all over. It's, it's very much us. Very much us. Do so some power grooves. Okay, I never have anything for this. I don't know what mine is. I, I had to. to I did. Uh, who charted night to pick a song and I picked. Uh, hot fuss by Omatola, and then everybody was like, "Why?" And I, and I saw this person, Omatola, this um, this woman, at a comedy show when we had musical acts for my shows at the beginning of the year, and her set has stuck with me like the everything that she's put out. It's like everybody in the crowd that night when she did her set at the comedy show was like, "What the fuck, Sato Voce." 
people were like, oh, my <laughs> like, I remember like Lisa Traeger, like who's one of the best comics in the country, just looking at me and being like this, like, are you fucking kidding me? This is the person with talent. Like we ain't shit, you know? All right. <sighs> yeah. So Omatola, what are, so you're not listening to anything. No, no, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to do a repeat, but it's a song that I have. Sometimes on Spotify, I, I hit the green heart so it goes away, and then I immediately hit it back so it goes to the top. Oh. Right? Yeah, yeah. If you, you use you use Apple. Damn, song uh, Street Action by Wildside. That's a, that was a gnarly pick. So I guess I never picked that. That was a gnarly pick from the gnarly era. But great fucking song man I somebody was played for me the new neil young and crazy horse and it's like it was like nasty like the guitar tones oh, on it off to give it a whirl yeah so they howard and uh seth morris were talking about it and they played it for me i was like jesus this is like some whiskey soaked blues <laughs> I, I was at a, a party and somebody goes like yeah i'm in a band and someone's like what type of music do you play and he said whiskey soaked blues and I half hated him, and then I half knew exactly what he meant, and do really like whatever that is in my head. Yeah, you yeah, know, you do like that. You I, like you like yeah. the one. You like you have a T-shirt of the one fellow who's a real whiskey soaked kind of type of guy. Yeah, uh, Nathan. I almost wore it today. Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. Yeah, yeah, that's very like that's that like if you like that, you probably also like Chris Stapleton and. Yes, I do. Yeah, Chris Stapleton's I have a Chris, awesome. I have a Chris Stapleton T-shirt as well. I had Chris Stapleton tickets to the Forum pre-COVID, and then COVID happened, and then when uh, do you know that song Tennessee Whiskey? That's him, right? Yeah. Oh God, I I live here. Okay, it's so, on every five seconds at the bar. If there's you... every every lady over forty has a T-shirt that has a quote from that song. <laughs> oh really? Okay, so I played that song for my wife's maid of honor the who you know nausea who's a black yes. so she's a black woman and so he's doing one of his runs in tennessee whiskey and she goes i'll never forget it I, whenever i think of tennessee whiskey i think of nausea hopkins going he better stop it <laughs> <coughs> it's funny i went through um my facebook photos today and i pulled one up i put it of of me and you feeling each other's butts up. Yes, I saw the Fukudome on, on shirt. Instagram. Yeah, I was like, where is that? Yeah, and, and that was the uh, picture of me and Najo is, is right below that. Oh, nice. That's. Uh... I was like, I forget all those fucking pictures exist. There's so many. Like, my whole life is in that Facebook. And you can't, and that's like, I feel like a testament to, like, old MySpace, old Facebook, like, it was a collection of all your stuff and you could do a blog like early Facebook blogs and like you had everything there and now it's everything so spread out. Like there's, I don't feel like there's a lot of humanity in Instagram. Like you go through it. It's just not the same, but Facebook feels different. Huh. Let me ask you like, when I was talking about this like, with, uh, okay. Dwyer, with I, Dwyer this week, cause Dwyer's moving to Minneapolis. Our friend, our friend is moving to Minneapolis. And so he's starting to feel nostalgic. Oh, he's starting to feel nostalgic for eras of LA. What do you miss? What era do you miss the most? I struggle with it because it all just kind of one, it all just kind of blurs together. And two, it's always just kind of been anxiety ridden and awful. 
Yeah. Um, like I, I tried to be positive about all that, but me and you had lots of fun. And we had more fun and more free stuff given to us than most people ever deserve. And we had more life experience than experiences than probably anyone who we know that didn't do comedy uh, ever had. We got to see and do all kinds of stuff and be real fucking cool guys for a, a, a while. But I just, I don't, a lot of the time, I don't think I was having a good time or happy. <laughs> Did you miss Chicago? Yeah. Did you think that way about Chicago or Chicago? No, no. Chicago was like, like all amazing, happy, right? Yeah. yeah. That's weird. I miss, okay. I miss 12 shiny nickels, but I don't miss all of it. And I miss like, you don't miss me and you don't miss having to get in a fucking Uber cab. at midnight or cab at midnight and fork over like a fat load of cash to go. Yeah. Burn five minutes on stage. Like, yeah, you forget, yeah, I miss ta- I miss like tacos. I, I miss taco. Any of my stock answers for everyone. I miss being able to get tacos anytime I want. I miss the boys. I miss being able to just go outside and get sunshine on my head. And now I miss that I could go golf anytime. But no, there's really like nothing that I. Well, what was the best era of stand-up? Like uh, Tiger Lily, or like mm. I'm trying to think. You got to put it in like a time frame. I would say my favorite time was like when I was like a year or two in into LA. Like, like 20... when when we were doing tight tight going to Tiger Lily and everyone was all there was a bazillion parties and everyone there's always like yes you, someone. Like if I had a birthday party, there'd be like yes. 300 people there. Yes. It's insane. No, that's true. Every, every, like every single comedian in town would come through. That's so funny. Yeah. Every, everyone in the alt scene would come to everyone's birthday. It was wild. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it was Nate like Craig's, mine or Nate Craig's uh, 4th of July parties. Right. There was lots of fun, but all that stuff was again, more fun than anyone ever deserves to have. But then in the interim, when you're decompressing and having to process the difficulty of everything and being sad or depressed or anxiety ridden, like there's a lot of times like we and me and you had in the, in between those little blinking hours of the good times was a lot of me and you sitting around being like, fuck, (laughs) I need to, I want to die. I need to die. Yeah, a lot of really bad hangovers and a lot of stress. But, I mean, also, like, man, when when you see yourself on a commercial and people are like, oh, my God, like, that's fun. I don't know. Like, th- that sort of thing is fun. Right. right. But, There's all kinds of, like, lots of fun stuff that happen. Like, but, or when you, when, you, when you first move to town and you see a famous person, nothing rules as hard. You don't care ever again. Or like when you when you first moved there, the same thing with New York doing because Chicago was all locals. And when you do an open mic or a showcase in L.A. or New York, there was probably there's a good chance someone on that bill was like not just a, a, well, like a hero of yours. Like yeah, someone yeah, that, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm on the bill with Dana Gould. Like, yeah. 
that's fucking weird. And that's a privilege that we got to do so much of that. And you still get to. He's, like, do, he's doing Fable on Wednesday. Yeah. 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 So. I don't know. It, it's like try to remember the good parts, but I uh, tried to explain what it was like to go through decades of this to someone the other day. And I just like started rambling and went on for like 10 minutes. Like, and then this happened and then this, and then this, and then me and Brad were in an ambulance and I'm bleeding out. And Brad was making a video of it. And we're laughing and having a good time. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, we just, we're really fucking out of control having the, like uh, we're at like Cedar point or like at a fucking amusement park all the time. So when something bad happened, you just make it into, well, this is more fun. We'll just make this fun. <laughs> oh, Burns is in the hospital with dying from a blood clot. Oh, this is a, but yeah, but it was fun. Like Brooks came in there and he unplugged all the machines and made videos and like, you know, I remember that stuff. Remember when and some Brooks, people, Brooks like, got like, would get like SNL and we'd be like, or like Nick Rutherford would get SNL and we'd be like, Oh, how's it going, man? Like, it's so exciting. Like, it's my favorite thing from childhood. How, are you having a good time being on the show? And they're just like sweating bullets and they're like, fuck, no, fuck, fuck. Every, no, day, fuck, is fuck. every day is Every day is awful. And like, you think like, Oh, you're on SNL. You're getting, paid no you're getting like fucking 90k a year and that's before taxes and you're living to in live manhattan. in manhattan yeah <laughs> it's like yeah it's nice you're at least comfortable where you can buy beers at the bar and buy lunch and yeah, shit it's cool. but... my apartment six thousand dollars a week right that's like i remember brooks brooks's apartment when he lived there because he lived like on lower east side chill. It's cute. It, it's cute. it was like it was like the room I'm in right now. <laughs> no, I live in uh, Michael Che's closet and it costs seven grand a day. <laughs> right. We've always been pretty lucky about how, about what apart, like a, the Kensington apartment we had. That, that is massive. amazing. Like a, we got a house on the back. It was stupid. Overlooking a lake. That was, it was a fucking. It was a fucking house on a lake. We had and what maids. did we pay? We had what maids. did we pay? Like, when we, we first moved clean. in there, it was. It was $2,100 a month for four of us. Right. It was like less than 500 a month. Was it? No. Well, I don't know. Do the math. I don't know. I thought we were paying cheap. 700 when I when we moved, but then it yeah, and then when we re-upped it was it was cheap as shit until fucking Rami bought it. Yeah. And yeah. And bent us him. over and yeah. crammed our our gape nuts. <laughs> yeah, that guy sucks. Guy fucking sucks. I hope that my, that guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> I remember people would come and look at apartments there, and we'd be sitting outside, and he'd say, "People would say stuff like, is the is like the landlord cool?'" And we, we'd be like, "Not at all." <laughs> right, but previous landlord was incredible. That guy would call. same thing with the place I lived with Brooks. That that uh, Los Feliz apartment that was so cheap, and it was huge like you've been it was a big ass fuck it was like a fucking house with yeah, a living room giant. and a dining room yeah and it was cheap as shit and then this cocksucker bought it and then came in and then cranked it up like when i was in like, when i was living in silver lake there was this shithole like kind of apartment complex that 
was across the street from me, but it made me feel good because like blue collar people could still live in this neighborhood. And then yeah. some, during COVID, some fucking Rami ass, you cheat me, motherfucker, bought it. And like he, they wrote the Silver Lake really big on it and they made it horizontal fencing. As soon as horizontal fencing went up, you know that they were flipping the house. That was like the universal language for like an old style sign means dive bar right. in Chicago. Right. Horizontal fencing means we took this shit pile house and flipped it. And now it's a million dollars minimum. You know what I mean? So, right. like, so like we put in. So now no one can afford this yeah. unless you are rich. Right. And so we put in white choo-choo train tiles in the kitchen and bathrooms. And now this shit is like fucking $3,000 a month. I hate I hate most of Los Angeles, but you know, <laughs> but there's yeah. really good birria tacos. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's good, there's good parts about it, but it is, it is stressful. It's stressful. I don't have it in me. I couldn't be there anymore. You would make it less like, stressful. If everybody bought my second album, hustle, which is on iTunes on Friday, Mike Burns made me whatever your critiques are of this butthole based episode. Mike Burns made me do this so I could promote this album. And so I thank you in advance for ordering it. Your support goes to a good cause, me, and the kisses I will send to your boy, Mike Burns. <laughs> thank you for hosting today. Really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. Yes! <laughs>